many of you have a skincare regimen? If you don't, I want to encourage you to invest in one. And there's so many products out there. It can be really hard to know which product is right for you. I want to encourage you to go to theskinspot.com. We are partnering with the skin spot and I'm offering you 20% off of everything at the skin spot using the code BE20. That's BE20 and save 20%. You can get skin medical products, skin suticals, revision skincare, L2MD, Clarisonic. If you don't know what you should have, well, just ask for a free virtual skincare consultation. How cool is that? And Dr. Nazarian and her team will cue you up and they will tell you exactly what you need. So go over to theskinspot.com, use the code BE20 to save 20% on all your purchases and really invest in yourself. Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff. In season two, episode 44, Sasha talks about the importance of both solitude and friendship and how they are critical to self-growth. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hi, it's Sasha. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. Brave Enough helps tired, exhausted, overwhelmed women find clarity, set boundaries, and take back control of their lives. And that's what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about the balance between community and solitude today. And speaking of community, have you signed up for the Brave Enough Elevate Virtual Summit? If you haven't, you want to because it's going to be incredible. We now have 15 hours of CME, continuous continuing medical education. For those of you that are physicians and need that or nurses, head on over to becomebraveenough.com and join the Brave Enough Elevation Summit. It's going to be incredible. And the coolest part about it is that we're going to have live events, but we're also going to have on demand. And at the end of it all, it's all going to be recorded. So if you can't join for the whole weekend, but you still want to participate, no problemo. You're going to have access for one whole month. Look, I get it. I know how our lives are crazy busy and scheduling out one weekend to hang out together. It's hard to do, but maybe you can join for a session here, a session there, and you can always listen afterwards and be inspired. And what more do we need in 2020 than hope and inspiration? So go to becomebraveenough.com and click on the Brave Enough Elevation Summit and get yourself signed up. Okay. We are going to talk today about the balance between community and solitude. And the reason that I picked the word solitude is because I really believe in solitude. I think solitude is it's so vital to our mental health and well-being. And it's not, you know, solitude isn't loneliness and it's not isolation. It's actually a place of peace and it's a place of growth. But we also need community. And when I talk about my hour of power or I talk about time management, I talk about self-care, I talk about investing in yourself because this is the foundation of the company I built is investing in yourself as a woman not waiting for someone else to invest in you, but you investing in yourself. I hear this all the time. Well, I'm confused, Sasha. You're telling me I need to invest in myself, but you're also telling me that I need friends and I need other women and I need, you know, to have a community. I mean, how am I going to have time for both of these things? I barely have time to brush my teeth. I get it. I understand. We as women, we as people really, not just women, we are so compacted in our lives with all the things. And what happens is we have this imaginary list. We have this imaginary list that we think we have to accomplish every day. And I would say during the pandemic, it's actually worse because we think we're home more. So we should 
be able to achieve all these things. And I talked about this in the last two episodes of the podcast on how we're carrying all this guilt because instead of, oh, maybe let's use this time to, you know, really pull back from some commitments and self-analyze our commitments and reorganize our priorities and do less. Many of us are seeing, oh my gosh, I have more time now because I'm not traveling. I'm not going to kid events. We're not hanging out in the community. We're not going to church events or whatever it is. We should be accomplishing more, right? I talked about that in the last two episodes. But what today I want to talk about is if you view being in a community and having solitude with yourself as another thing on your to-do list, you will not enjoy them. And you have to resettle this to really the foundation of your well-being. So there are some core foundations, you know, if you know about Maslow's kind of hierarchy of health, it's if you think about the core foundation, to me, you know, time with the people that I love is crucial in that, but also crucial in the very foundation of my health and well-being is time with myself. And I refer to that time as solitude. That is when I withdraw from people, from, from social media, <laughs> from my cell phone, from my email, from pe- little people asking me for help or food. And I withdraw for, I try to do 30 minutes a day at minimum. And I really spend time with myself. I either read scripture I write. Sometimes I just sit and think. I, I really clear my mind. Sometimes I spend this 30 minutes doing this on a, on a walk. And I call these granny walks, you know, with a cup of coffee. I'm not like out to run a marathon, but I'm just walking and clearing my mind. That's solitude. And that is so vital for my mental health. Because how often do you find yourself discontent? You're, you're at home, it's the end of the day and you're exhausted and you're discontent and you're kind of searching for something. Maybe you're searching for a snack. <laughs> if you're like me, you probably are. If you're, maybe you're searching for like something on Netflix just to numb out. Maybe you're searching for someone to pay attention to you. I would argue that what you're really searching for and what your mind is craving is not just going to sleep, but actually clearing out your mind and solitude. And I've learned to have this, these cues in myself where I go, okay, wait, wait, why am I feeling anxious all of a sudden? I'm going to take a minute to breathe. And then I go, oh, cause I haven't had any solitude today because I haven't disconnected from my phone because I haven't withdraw, withdrew from people because I haven't stopped thinking about the list of things I got to get done. I'm going to go find a quiet corner of my house and sit down and I'm going to have a little solitude and get my head right. And I really do this. I, sometimes I do this when I'm at work and I'm at work for 24 hours and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind. I got to just withdraw for 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Sometimes I can't get 30, but man, I can get five. I can get 10. And I want to encourage you if you're having these feelings of like, I'm looking for something. I got, I'm just, I'm discontent. I need something to take away this anxiety or stress and the the ever long list. What your mind is craving is solitude. Okay. Call it whatever you want. Call it meditation, call it prayer, call it, um, withdrawing. I don't care what you call it. I call it solitude. And that solitude is what I typically talk about when I'm 
when I'm referencing what I need every day, which is my hour of power. Now I look at these 30 minutes, 30 minutes is the minimum I got to have every day. And if I don't have 30 minutes that day, because say I'm working 24 hours or, you know, my schedule's just jam packed with kids stuff and work, then I add it up. So if I get to Friday and I have had no time to myself that week, that means I got to figure out how to get in three hours on Saturday or Sunday. I mean, this is the truth for my mental health. I know that about myself. I have to clear the cobwebs. So there is so much power in solitude, but here's the thing. People look at it like one more thing to do. When you tell someone, oh, maybe you should try a meditation app. They don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Because guess what it comes with guilt. You think, oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I should be. I need to like do my meditation app. What meditation, why it works, if you look at the science of it, is it's clearing your mind. It's calming your mind. It's being restful in a restful state. And your problems don't go away in that 30 minutes, but you gain clarity. You go, oh yeah. I'm feeling anxious because I haven't reached out to my mom who's been sick. I'm feeling guilty because I missed so-and-so's birthday. I, you know what? I'm sure she's forgiven me. I'm going to send her a text when I'm done. I am stressed because I have this upcoming work event that I don't feel prepared for. Hmm. How can I work through those thoughts? Right? This is what happens in those 30 minutes And for me, I am a very spiritual person. You know this. I do a lot of praying. Sometimes I get to the, through my week and I go, I haven't prayed once in days. That's what I'm craving. So solitude is so crucial to our well-being. Don't think of it as another task. Think of it as the foundation that allows you to get through your day. Just like exercise or just like you go to work, just like you pick up your kids or you kiss them goodnight. This is becomes a habit. And if you don't do it one day, then you, it stacks up the next day, right? In medical school, we always had this kind of, um, phrase that we used when we talked about studying and it was eating your five pancakes a day. And it's very true. The amount of information that you have to consume in medical school is, is unreal actually. And it's, you have to spend at least two to three days, two to three hours a day studying on the day's information that came to you. So you, you intake the information and then you kind of have to process it for two to three hours. And if you don't study the next day, you have to eat 10 pancakes. Those five pancakes that you didn't eat the day before are still there. And if you don't study the next day, you're up to 15 pancakes that you got to try to eat. Well, have you ever tried to eat 15 pancakes? It's not fun. So we had this saying in medical school where like, you're, you know, somebody would say, I think I'm going to take a day off. And everybody would kind of look at that person and go, well, how are you going to, are you sure you, you mean, I mean, maybe you could take one day off, but like two in a row, that's getting dicey. I mean, you're, it's like a cry for help. So you kind of had, you knew that you had to maintain a level of studying so that you didn't get so far behind because there was no catching up. I mean, if you were more than a week behind it, you were really going to suffer and the stress of it was overwhelming. And if we think about our well being so dependent on our time and solitude with ourselves every day, we would probably be more likely to get it done every day. And we would see it as a priority, not like another thing on the to-do list, right? And I'm going to say the same with community. Community, having a community is crucial. 
And I would tell you that I look at having a community of women around me as a sign of my health and well-being. Because the times in my life where I have been the most down, depressed, anxious, fearful, or feeling immense shame over something, those times in my life, I withdrew from everyone. And I did not, I was not in a good place with my, solitude was not the answer, let me tell you. The the solitude actually hurt me during those times of my life and does. When I fail and make a mistake, I want to withdraw from everyone. When I'm struggling with something, whether that's something I've said to someone, something someone has said to me, people hating me on social media, um, criticism from my colleagues at work, my body image, whatever it is, the flavor of the week that I'm beating myself up about, I want to withdraw. I want to pull back. But you know what happens when I do? Nothing ever good. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying you have to have a community of thousands of people online. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about community. I'm talking about like your close circle of friends. If you start withdrawing and there's data to suggest this, there's actually data. If you look at burnout literature, people that burn out and then end up developing negative behaviors, um, either addictions, um, substance abuse, um, anxiety, depression, or even suicidal ideation or tendencies that resulted out of a place of burnout, what they do is they withdraw. They withdraw from people. And that they're in such a place of isolation that things that would never seem to be helpful to them suddenly become reality, right? Like harming themselves or drinking to excess or substance abuse. So isolation is a dangerous place to be. Isolation is not solitude. So when we are having the hardest times of our life, and I would say many of us right now in the pandemic are having the hardest times of our life, we need others. Okay. Well, how do you do that in the, in a pandemic? Well, you get on the phone, you call somebody, you get on a zoom and you spend five minutes on FaceTime with somebody you connect when you don't want to connect because you feel shame or you don't feel that you're good enough, that's when you need to. I was just talking to a friend two weeks ago. Um, I was just in a really bad place. I was feeling like a failure. I had launched something that really didn't go well. And I just thought, why did I do all this? It was so much work. And I just thought, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I should just give up this whole brave enough thing. I mean, these are the thoughts I was having. And I, I didn't tell anybody because I was feeling shameful. I was ashamed that I was having these thoughts. I hadn't even told my husband whom I tell most things to. And what I did was I just withdrew. I, I mean, my husband would walk in the room. I would walk out. My friends would text me. I wouldn't return texts. And this went on and on for probably like three or four days because I didn't want to tell anyone the feelings, the frustration. And I would slowly over four to five days, this became like catastrophic. I was a failure. I needed to quit my business, blah, blah, blah. Finally, a friend reached out and she said, Hey, can I, I know I really want to talk to you. I haven't talked to you. Can I call you? And I literally sent her a text, my dearest friend, Allie, that said, I don't think so. I really am not in a place where I, you would want to talk to me because I was being honest. Like I wasn't in a good place and I didn't want to bring her down. 
And she immediately was like, uh, red flag. <laughs> Did you forget who I was? I'm not like, you know, a coaching client that you need to, you know, give advice to, or that you are, you know, I'm not a consultant. I'm your friend. So she called me and she said, you know, don't you know, aren't, can I give you some of your own medicine? Don't you always say we heal in community? You need to tell me what's going on. So over the course of 30 minutes, I just said, you know, I'm really struggling. I feel like a failure. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting a lot of criticism. Maybe I should quit brave enough. You know, I I just had all these thoughts and she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's bring it way back. (laughs) And she changed my mindset and gave me some things to think about really quickly. And I mean, it just, it, it really caught, you know, all of my problems didn't go away after that 30 minute conversation with her. But you know what did the problem that I was hiding became less of a problem and my mindset and how I was thinking about that problem changed. So then the next thing I did was say, you know, honey, I need to talk to you. Can we have a date night? Cause I need to tell you some things and opened up to my husband. Right. So let me tell you, like, it wasn't like someone came in and, and saved all my problems. What happened was I was in a really negative place. I was letting my negative thoughts kind of derail me, my forward progress. And I reset and I went, you know, this is kind of part of owning a business. You try something, it fails. That's okay. You go to the next thing. Like I'm back on the horse. So that's just an example of how I really believe in community. I believe that you need friends. And I want to talk about this because I would say one of the biggest things I hear from women all the time is I don't have friends. Where have my friends gone? And whenever I hear that, I, it's hard for me not to get tearful because I remember a time in my life where I felt so lonely and I just thought I, I know I could have friends, but I don't think I'm worthy of having friends. And it took me a while to develop friendships again. Most of it started with me. It was all about me. The women that I befriended, they would have friended me years before, but it was all in my head. And most of the time when you think you don't have, you can't have a friend, I'm going to be really honest with you. That's in your own mind. It is not because all women are evil or because there's no friends in your neighborhood or your church or your, or your workplace, your community. There are women out there that would want to be your friend. It is within you. And being really blunt because it's true and friendship, cultivating friendship. You don't need five best friends. You, you don't even need a best friend. You just need a group, like three or four women that you can call on for different things. I have different friends for different issues and that's okay. And I think it's really important that you recognize that it has to be cultivated. It takes time, but you know, it's life-saving being in a community is life-saving. And the other thing is online communities are real. I'm just going to say it. I get so much slack because I run online communities from people who don't run online communities. Let me repeat that. I love when I get criticism about online communities from people who aren't in them or have never run one. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing actually, because it's criticism I don't take. I just go, Oh, Hmm. What's this person? 
Do they run an online community? Negative, ghostwriter, out the door. I love getting that criticism because I don't let it affect me. So it's hysterical though, because people do this and they bash online communities. You can find some amazing community online. And the great thing about it is it's there when you need it. So, you know, it might take a while. Maybe not every group is for you, but you can probably find someone that has similar tastes, um, similar uh, ethics, similar beliefs, similar values, and a similar sense of humor online. And you can befriend that person. So I just want to encourage you because in me, my life, the times that I have struggled, I really need community. And to keep the, bat, the, the wellness going, I need solitude. It's about both of those things. Both of those things are in the foundation of my well-being. And I wanted to address them today with you because I truly believe in that. One of the things that we are going to do at the Brave Enough Elevate Summit is we are going to come together for a night and just have fun online. I think there's nothing more amazing than meeting other women. Now, I'm an extrovert, so I know the introverts that are listening are like cringing. They're like, oh, I'd rather like poke my eye out. I'd rather wear Crocs. (laughs) Well, I'm talking to you, introverts. You need friends (laughs) just as much as extroverts. You may not need as much time with friends, right? I'm married to an introvert. My oldest son is an introvert. Um, In fact, all of my closest friends are introverts. But you need friends. You also need a lot of solitude, but you definitely need friends. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that if you're listening and you're an introvert, maybe you need some solitude. If you're listening and you're an um, extrovert or extrovert, maybe what you're really needing to adjust and develop more and invest in yourself is solitude. There are some amazing resources at Brave Enough, becomebraveenough.com. I don't know if you've been there, but click on the BE Collective. There are podcast articles, courses, mini courses, events, online things, retreats. There's so many things to help you develop in, in areas of solitude and invest in yourself, things to read, things to grow, worksheets to do. There's also amazing communities and events to bring you together. That is a core value and a core belief that I have that we need community and we need solitude. So head on over to becomebraveenough.com. If you don't subscribe, I don't know why you got to because I also recently came out with something called The Scoop every Friday. It's going to be in your inbox and I'm partnering with some really cool brands. So, you know, maybe you need like, I'm trying to give women like a 30 second, like what, what's the hot thing this week? Some encouragement, some style, some coupons, who doesn't love a good deal on skincare, that kind of thing. I'm putting it all in a newsletter every Friday and calling it The Scoop. So if you want to know what's up and coming, get online and sign up for The Scoop. I promise you it's not going to be more than an email a week coming to your inbox on Fridays called The Scoop. Super fun. So I hope that I gave you some inspiration today and encouragement. There is There are people out there that would friend you. I would friend you. <laughs> Um, and you also need solitude. That's a great balance between community and solitude. That is the foundation of our well-being. Have a great week, ladies. And as always, live brave. This episode of The Brave Enough Show was sponsored by theskinspot.com. Enter BE20 and receive 20% off your next purchase. This has been an HSG production.